Okay, we are ready to go. We've got a special guest, which, well, it's not a surprise guest because you won't, you will probably see it in the podcast feed title. So you'll know who it is. There'll be nothing surprising about it. But it's surprising to me because this is our third attempt at starting the episode. And if this works, it will be very much a very big surprise. I haven't heard that bell before. That's a good sign. There he is. Hey. What's happening? Mate, I don't know. That was difficult. Hey. What an ordeal. Yeah. That was um that was a real pain. So, do you think it's got something to do with the fact that I've stolen Hendo's Zoom account for this? And uh, I I don't know, man. I was trying to work out on this end what was going on because I was getting messages on your Facebook, but I had to um I just pulled out my Wi-Fi dongle and shoved it back in, and seems to be working with a better signal. So I, I who knows? Could have been this end. Could have been your end. So you had had this have been a younger Dan, I would have made a lot of comments about you taking your dongle out and talking about my end. But we, we're grown up here. <laughs> We're not going to yeah. do that. 2024 um, isn't about dongles. Exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> might be the end, though. <laughs> yeah, that's it. All right. You got a beer? Mate, I do. What are you working with? I've got um, one of the hikers, um, the Voyage. Oh, nice. I'm going to take my hat off. That is literally just for show. It's way too hot to have a hat on in here. Yeah, I've got one of those little Aldi aircons <laughs> cranking its heart out, but... I've got a massive room, so. Oh, like a portable one? Yeah. Yeah, see, it works pretty well. But I've got, tonight I've got something special. So this is uh, a hiker beer and a hiker pint glass that I stole from um, their Beer Muta event. Oh, wow. Um, is that I was... breaking news? No, no, they know that I stole it. I just haven't oh, bought it back yet. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And, um, and then I've also got, for later, um, I've got my Helios glass. Oh, um, nice. Because I got a Helios Dionysus to have uh, have next, so very good. I have a I have only two beers left in my fridge. Oh, actually three. This one I've had in there for about three years. It's an AWOL beer. It's one of the original apricot sours, I think. Oh, wow. I actually don't know for sure what it is. Yep. Um, this could explode in my face, and it could be disgusting. I'm really not sure. It doesn't have a label. It's got nothing on it. But I reckon if it was going to explode, it would have like it'd be all heady at the top already. Fuck. Okay. Well, it made a slight noise. I just, I just have no reason to drink it. Every, every time I put in the group every week, what beer should I drink? I include this one, and no one ever says this one. So I'm just going to see what happens here. Yeah, it looks good. Oh, okay. There's plenty of whoa. Okay, there's plenty of bubbles. Didn't make much noise when I opened it, but there's a yeah, yeah, a lot of carbonation. Whoa, that's probably from a dirty glass, mate. Uh, I mean, recently. <laughs> oh, interesting. Okay. I mean, I, I I literally have no idea what beer this is. I'm pretty sure it was like one of the first sour, like the apricot sour, which was one of the first sours we, we ever did, like the first like proper sours. Yeah. God, it smells pretty good. Okay, I'm going to have a little sip of this. If I can get to any beer, that is a, actually, wait, wait, we got to get a photo first. Let's do the, oh, my hair's out of control. Let's do, do the um, Parker beer. Do you want me to take the photo and send it to you? Or what am I doing here? I'll just do a screenshot, but just hold your beer up. And then, okay. um, Make sure you get the hiker brand in there because we'll probably be talking about them tonight. Oh yeah, we'll definitely be talking about them. Okay, that'll do. All right, I'm tasting this beer. All right. Oh man, it smells good. What was the ABV on those sort of things? I have no, literally no idea, and we we didn't know either. <laughs> like like we would put them in the barrels and then we'd taste them every. 
two or three months. Once they started tasting okay, we'd, we'd generally put them back in, take them from AWOL over to HQ and either blend them with something else yep. or kind of carve them up and package them. Yep. But um, this one, it wasn't in the barrel for that long. Like it might have only been in there for six months or something, but it's just been sitting in the bottle this entire time. So it's probably not improving. I think it's, it's yeah, actually... Plus- Unless they were like that flavor, to be honest, it tastes good, but I can't really get that much apricot anymore. Yeah, the only like I'd, I don't know that it'd improve. Like if Brett was in there, then it'll Brett will just keep charging at it. Um, and it feels like it has. It feels a lot drier. Like I, I think I tasted it at the time out of the barrel. It was real apricotty, real yeah. aromatic. Um, now it's super was, dry. If that was your first AWOL one, how many years was that? That'd be. It's a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've no idea what the AB. I mean, it can't be that much higher than than what it was when I went in there. But um, and they weren't super high. They were sort of five, six, seven percent most of them. Yep. Fuck, I'll find out. <laughs> yeah, you're better than the homebrew last week at ten percent. Oof. <laughs> yeah. Um, How's it been, right? Yeah, good. What's it been happening with you? So you, so people listening, you're not Hendo. No, I'm you not don't Hendo. Look like Hendo. No, but I reckon I've probably been a co-host more than anyone else. I was wondering that. Yeah, I was wondering that you probably would be. I think me and Leon are probably yeah two most frequent. Yeah, and this week's timely because well, not this week, but your beer launch is coming up in Saturday week, right? Yes, yeah, for yeah. on Gab's um, hottest one hundred countdown day. Yeah, so tell us about that. I mean, people who listen probably will know about the beer. Yeah. Oh man, I you've was, drunk um, it more than anyone. I was going to. Um, I said to Phil this afternoon and I forgot to do it, but I should have grabbed a um, an empty can um, and just bought it here so that I had it and pretended I was drinking it and just to uh, rub it. <laughs> but, that's um, an opportunity lost. That yeah, I know, but yeah, I was too busy today. I was up tambourine today. So, but, so too uh, busy today, so you only went to Hiker twice? Or? I, no, I didn't even get to Hiker. No, wow. I was oh, okay. to tambourine, so right. yeah, had beers up there, but... Um, no, the beer, Adam beer is coming along good now that it's cold. It's the first time yesterday that I tasted it cold uh, when it oh, had gone yeah. back into Fermenta so that Dan um, can carb it up so that they can car. I think he's canning it and kegging it on Monday. Nice. Not, not sure. Um, don't quote me on that because you know what brewery schedules are like. They'll, yeah. They might need to flip that around and change it. But, um, but yeah, I tasted it cold. And when it's cold, oh, man, it's so good. Hey, it's like... Um, it's, it's super smoky, which is what it was. I like it anyway. I like smoky beers, but it's just yeah. really complex. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of stuff going on. The, the like the malts are there, the smoky. It's all hoppy, and then you got this real nice barrel thing going on. And mm. it, um, yeah, it's just a just a beautiful beer. You get this real nice warmth from the alcohol. Um, it's a very interesting beer. Do you think Phil's serious about wanting to put it into the Queensland Beer Awards? Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He keeps joking around, going, "Oh, yeah, we need to raise money to put it in." I keep saying to him that I'll pay to put it in there. I'll... Yeah, we could we could do a crowdfunding in the in the group. I'd say for a couple of hundred yeah, yeah. bucks, we could figure an, it out. An entry is like eighty bucks, so that's all it costs to put an entry in. You just uh, need to work out the category because it's a very unique beer. Yeah, but there is an Adam beer in the BA guidelines. Um, oh yeah. So, but if you read the guidelines, it says the smoke is there, but it's not always that um that front forward whereas yeah. i'm wondering whether or not we add it in as an as a smoked beer um, right adam beer as the base style yeah so, that's, that's that's up to dan and phil to 
Yeah, Hendo could help with that too. He knows that stuff backwards. He'd be he'd be right up there. Well, except the fact that he's not turning up to the actual day. So no, and he won't be that. back until um, after you've needed to submit the awards anyway. So oh no, fuck Hendo then. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> was... I don't think he listens to this shit anyway. <laughs> no, he, unless, he, unless think... Mazin rings him and complains about the episode, and then he listens <laughs> to it. <laughs> I think um, I was talking to him uh, the other week. I think last. Last probably this time last week I was talking to him and um he was saying he wasn't too worried about going over to Toronto because I was saying telling him about the cold snap. I don't know if you've seen any of the foot footage of the NFL, like the yeah. Buffalo Bills and the Kansas. I've only seen the Taylor Swift images, but Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. So super, super cold. And I said to him, I was like, Man, how cold are you? Like, are you ready for the cold? And he's like, Oh no, I reckon it's gonna be like minus four or five. We should be right. And then he sent me a thing today, and it was like minus fourteen. <laughs> what? Where he like, was? Holy fuck, man! <laughs> Damn, that is cold. Yeah, that's super cold. Jeez, yeah, they get the extremes over there, right? Proper. Yeah, yeah, and I'm I I don't mind the cold, but I much prefer the warmth. So. Oh, yeah. dude, I'm so over the warmth. This summer is. There's been days like in this house where I've just been like, "This is insane." I don't have aircon, mm. and doesn't have doesn't have fans out in the living area. And and work is great. Like Narang is the hottest place on earth. It's so hot yeah. there, dude. I'm I'm like such a bitch whinging about it because I don't have to work in the warehouse. Like I work in there to get a few things done, but I don't have to work full time like a brewer does. Yeah. But dude, if you're if you're working in that warehouse, if you had a brewery out there, we don't really have anyone that works in the warehouse full time. Yep. Um. But if you had a brewery in Narang, like fucking even so many parts of Brisbane that are just so fucking hot. And just yeah. if, if you if you if you got the wrong aspect and you got no ventilation, it's just inhumane how fucking hot yep. it is. Yeah. Hey, how how is your coffee thing going? When's the launch? Like, how far away is it? Are you are you excited like that it's coming up, or are you frustrated because it's like you want it to happen faster than it is? Or yeah, a little a little bit. To be honest, like it's like when you buy a business, it's very different to when you start. Well, like. When you start a business, the biggest unknown is you don't know if anyone's going to become a customer. Yeah, you know, like that's that's what you don't know. But when you buy a business, you inherit a bunch of customers. So like, your biggest thing is like, are the staff going to hang around? Are the customers going to hang around? Um, and I bought a family business, and the family mm. basically have all left. Yeah. Um, and so I've just had like a lot of the challenges. Like the rebrand stuff is happening gradually, and it's slow because you have to get the product, the packaging from China. You know how it is. Yeah. With, yeah, yeah, that kind of stuff. Um, but you just get you get bogged down in not bogged down, but like there's a business to run, there's work to do. You know what I mean? Yep. Like you have to pick orders, you have to serve customers that come in. There's wholesale deliveries that need to happen, and there's only one driver, and you have to do the deliveries yourself, or or like whatever it is. There's like a business yeah. to run, which is ninety percent of what you're doing, and then like ten percent is trying to think about what to do and to kind of build it and to rebrand it and all that. Um, but yeah, I, I I really like it. I'm sort of, I, I feel reasonably optimistic about having a coffee business. Yep. Although you still have the same fears that I always had with having a brewery where you're just kind of like, at the end of the day, everything we do is a luxury, really. Yeah. And you think about the economy and um, all the challenges of having businesses like this. Coffee is, I will say, it's not even close to as hard as beer when it comes to like having you know, making a product, selling a product, marketing a product. I, I don't want to sound like an arsehole and say it's easier, but just from the product point of view, beer is so fucking complicated. There's yeah. so many things that can go wrong. Yep. Like it, it's almost impossible 
it's almost impossible to create a beer at scale and give the drinker the same experience. You know, as soon as you venture out from being a brew pub, anything bigger yep. than a brew pub, your product is going to be different to the customer. Yeah. You know, and the further you go, the more different it is. Yeah. And so few breweries have been able to actually nail that. Yeah. Yep. Um, and with all the competition and the chat, it's just a, it's a really, really tough industry. Coffee, at least it's a shelf stable product. It's, yeah. um, you know, you, you're not adding as much value to the process when you're roasting your coffee yep. as you are with the brewery, but, um, it's easier. It's more predictable. The problems to me seem less challenging because I've had a business much bigger than the current one. Yeah. So they're all positive and the industry as a whole is quite positive and good and nice having like. Having work that happens at the start of the day as opposed to the end of the day, to me, is a really nice change. Yeah. And it's probably a personality thing, but like, especially when you're older and you've got kids, like, if all of the people are consuming your product at the end of the day, it basically means that there's always work to do at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, Whereas my industry, 70% of the consumption happens before 11 a.m. Yeah. So it's kind of working early, um, emergency stuff outside of hours, but it's, it's a nice, healthy kind of way of life yeah um, so there's a lot there's a lot of positive but yeah hmm. yeah it's pretty hey, I, like, I, I like the um crafty pint thing they did about you that was cool oh that was cool yeah james reached out to me last week um and said that that's what they they wanted to do some things with a few people um it's probably it's probably to um shut me up um or just to get me to some degree because i'm emailing them all the time with harebrained ideas or can we do this or what what's happening here sort of thing. Can so. you please tell that dude to start a podcast? I've been telling him that for like 10 years. Oh, mate, it'd be excellent, wouldn't it? He's the guy. He's got to do yeah. it. He's just yeah. got to do it. I, I will yep. volunteer like my time to help out anything, whatever. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, I'd love to talk to him um, on a podcast. We, he was, um, I, we might be getting him in on ABV to talk about local beer day um, as yep. well um, at some point, but It'll be a. It won't be a interview. Interview. Sit down and drink beers. One because it'll be like a Zoom one because he'll be in Melbourne still. But um, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. Looking forward to being able to do that with with James. So that'd be cool. All but, right. So uh, how how did he come across you for that particular story? Was that just a had seen the content and? I I've known in James for ages. Um. Yeah. Through. Um. I can't remember when I first met him. I think it might have been through Parched. Um, but I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, I just, you know, the crafty pints that staple, right. And you always, yeah. know it's always there. There's always information and stuff that you get from it. But, um, yeah, I just, he just reached out and said, oh, we just want to get some info from local legends. And I think they'll be doing it like every single day, like leading up to the day. So, cause you know, what the industry's like, there's a ton of cool people in the industry, um, yeah. I'm flattered that I was approached. Actually, I was pretty stoked. Yeah, to, yeah. I even said yeah. I wasn't even sure if what I wrote. I was like, "Oh man, feel free to change it and edit it if you need to," because I'm not sure if this is what you want. But no, it looks looks like what I wrote word for word. So nice. Yeah, I think I think it was well deserved, and I think like that's the good thing about Crafty Pine is they're they're very genuine and always like looking for a positive, you know, a positive message. Yeah. For the industry, which is which is really cool. Yeah, well, um, I've reached out to him for a couple of things um over the past couple of months, like for 
different events and sponsorships that I want to try and get him to help us with, like through our business and stuff. So um, yeah. he's super keen to help out, like he always is. But um, yeah. I remember the exact, up here. I, I remember the exact night I met him. We were doing a. This was probably 2015, 2015 maybe. Fuck, it could have been even earlier. That might have even been twenty fourteen. Was it was during um, Brisbane? I think it was Bruce Vegas, and we had a thing at Hoo Harbour where we did like a a panel. It was part of the the week of events, and we did a panel of um, like starting how to start a brewery type thing. And yeah. we'd only just launched like we didn't have a brewery, but we just launched the eggnog stout yeah and um there was some other events on before ours and so was we were just a, sitting around. was it during bruise vegas or something or it was during bruise vegas I, I can't remember what the other event was but i'm sure it was like a more important one than ours but ours was quite good you had like a lot of kind of young up-and-coming people in the room and then like halfway through us getting interviewed on stage all these people come in including Hendo. <laughs> <laughs> and and Crafty Pint and all these people. I didn't know any of them because we were so new, new to the industry. Um, and then at the end of like the whole talk thing, well, during the talk, like people were like, what kind of beers do you like? And I was like, all of that guy's beers, like pointed to Hendo. Because I was like super <laughs> into, into Brewdog. I'm sorry, Brewdog. Oh, God, I almost, almost said Brewdog. Sorry, Hendo. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, Jesus. More on that later. Um, so, yeah, Brewdog beers. But, yeah, but then after that, after that thing, I was just talking to some dude in the crowd. I had no idea who he was. And we're talking about like ayahuasca and all this, like like talking about like the Joe Rogan podcast and all of these interviewers they have about psychedelics and all this kind of yeah, shit. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, I literally have no idea who this dude is. And then like, um, didn't even talk about beer, I don't think. Didn't even really introduce ourselves. And then like after like an hour or something, Eddie comes up to me and he's like, that's a fucking crafty point. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh shit, that's that dude. It's a fucking legend. That's cool. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, nice. He's a legend. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was pretty cool. So, yeah, obviously flattering too. So it was good. Yeah, very good. Well deserved. Um, all right. So onto the docket. So we've got the, the first item is, is there any Adam Beer left? That should be a quick one because you of all people will know yes. the answer to that one. Yeah, look. Yeah, there is. There's heaps left. Um, there's more than 300 litres because it's above the um, sample port. So Nice. Um, and that was Phil's words, and I I tried to drink it down to the sample port, um, but I wasn't able to. Phil kept on. How hard did you try? Not that hard. <laughs> it's um, it's a beer for everyone. It doesn't have to be me. And also, okay. I think um, there's it still seems like there's some confusion out there because I think people don't realize that Adam beer is an actual beer style. It's not named after me, and some people are writing it as Adam What's beer, both? two words. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's um. And it's yeah, it's not. There is an actual style. So yeah, look. It it's up a very complicated collaboration because it's a, it's a oh, style. Simple. It's an Adam Shell beer. It's a Boss and the Brewer collab. It's a Hiker collab. Yep. It's a barrel aged beer. It's a smoked beer. Yep. What else? Am, what well, Hiker? So, what else? So, yeah, it's as well. So an Adam beer is a strong, dark, hoppy, barrel aged, sometimes sour, smoky. Oh, sour. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, out sort of beer. So, um, yeah, it's it's super complex. It's not the sort of beer like that you're going to sit down and have three pints of in a session. Like it's unless your name's Adam Shell. I mean, I'll give it a crack. <laughs> <laughs> I will be there on the day, giving it a good, good, good nudge. But um, unlike Hendo, unlike Hendo, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. What was he thinking, flying, saying that he's going to be on an airplane at that time? Selfish. 
Yeah. Selfish. Um, all right. <laughs> so first first news story I've I've written my my own headline here. Brewdog fights back against fake news. Um so here's the thing, right? Yep. There's a whole bunch of press about the fact that Brewdog have slash wages oh, yeah. and all of this shit. And I I'm concerned that every single time a news outlet writes an article about Brewdog, they get a whole bunch of clicks, a whole bunch of publicity, the story goes viral, and the whole thing is like, okay, Brewdog are fucking around their staff and the news agency makes money. Yep. That's how that's how mainstream media works now. It's basically yeah, yeah. quick driven, marketing driven bullshit 100%. activity. And I I look I put a link in here in the show notes to James Watts LinkedIn. Yep. Which obviously is one person's perspective and it's not the source of truth either. It's one person's view of things. Um and I think it's worth looking at. I think every time there's a brew dog controversy, it's worth thinking about like what is the actual truth? What are the actual facts? And what is the other side of the story? And so I, I I always read his LinkedIn when I see some story. And more often than not, I will think, you know what? Yeah. Brewdog have put their... They've moved away from this real living wage thing where they okay, they didn't put wages up by 26%. Yep. If I could list the amount of breweries in this country that have put their taproom oh. staff wages up by more than 26% of the 12 months, it would be fucking zero. Exactly. 100% it would be zero. Yeah. So in the end of the day, the news really is only that BrewDog have put their staff wages up. It wasn't as much as they thought they would a year ago. Yeah. And that's enough for it to be this massive international headline about how they're fucking over their staff and how they've reduced wages and all this other made-up bullshit. Yeah, it, to me when I read it, like it, it just seems like they've given it a good go and they've done what they can. And that's where it is. Like, uh, as you said, I think that there's some... Um, sometimes they do just sensationalize it. And this one, I think for me is just a bit too much. Like they've tried to do what they can and especially for their workers and stuff, especially after their past headlines, they had to be cutting people wages down, um, to something shit. They, they wouldn't do that. Otherwise yeah. there'd be a massive exodus of Brewdog staff just disappearing. Well, that's, but, that's the thing that I think is, is important is like, if you think about every time you get these headlines, People will automatically think, okay, I'm going to trust this news source that I, that, you know, used to tell me the news when I was a kid. Yep. I mean, less and less people believe that these days, but there's still people out there who will see a headline on news.com and just believe it because it says the word news in it. Yeah. And not realize that it's just, it's just a business. It's a fucking mm. business. And it's, a, it's the grossest business of all, just like destroying people's lives for clicks. Yeah. Um, And they'll just disregard their own experience. And like, I, I've never had a. I've never heard a bad word about Brewdog in Australia. In terms of actual experience, actual product, yep. actual experience. People have worked there. People have been there. I've been to three of three of their venues, two or three of their venues. You know, I've drunk beers they've had. I've spoken to staff there. I know. I know people who. You know, who, who've worked there. There's literally just never been a bad thing said about the place. Yeah. Yep. And so I, I just I, I don't understand why people will read a headline and be like, oh yeah, fuck yeah, let's pile on Brewdog sucks when the experience tells you otherwise. Yeah. It seems like a fucking great place. Yeah, I agree. It um I think too, it's it's an easy win for and it's an easy win for the um for the media. Like they know, as you said, 100%. It's just those clickbait things. They can go, Oh, we just need to say that and the way that we've portrayed these guys. It, I mean, there's always the villains 
in the media. They're always going to be the villains. Yeah. All right. He's whoa, whoa. He's back. Yeah. He's back. What's happening? All right. I don't know what's going on. It's really weird right. here today. Well, you, you seem to be working, but you've lost your hat. Do you have a hat on before? What's happening? Yeah, I did. Yeah, a different person. The um the aircon's not working. I can't move it around enough to get into this little <laughs> corner of monitor heat. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm just wondering if it's a different Adam Shell. Is that possible? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. So you're saying yes? Yeah. The media chooses the villain, and it works. Yeah. Yep. It's um. I don't know. I for the last. Probably a decade and a half, I reckon. I've been a bit um, hesitant on what the media reports anyway, not just on brewing stuff, but just overall on everything. Yeah. So. I think the tide is turning. I think people are starting to realise that, like, these things have become businesses. Like, they used to be, you know, innocent enough they would sell a newspaper, but now it's it's literally advertising clicks. So it's yeah. just a metric machine. Oh. And you get on news.com and you see the shit they put on there and you're just like, wow, this is this is like where the business of news ends up when yeah. you start incentivizing the wrong things. And the the news.com.au website is atrocious. Like oh, man. the article writers and the editors, the, the amount of shit that they let through with grammar and spelling and mistakes, it's just ridiculous. But and not then... just that, it's it's like the it's like the just the deliberate deliberately leading people in the wrong direction so they will click on the link oh, yeah yeah there's it's always just like hot, it's so blatant there's always hot keywords too because you see oh, yeah. it in the same article you know in like different articles were about five different times down the page it was like um standout yeah, yeah. problem and you're like oh and those that keyword will be like the whole way down the website yeah. like different and articles certain topics items. like brewdog have become one of those but like in australia we have like like Tesla is one, like if you look at news.com, if you look at all the articles written about Tesla over the last like 10 years, they're like, they went from being a niche producer to the number one car in the country and every article was negative and every article about every other SUV and every other car was positive. Yeah. And it's like, well, because Tesla aren't buying ads on news.com. Yeah. Yeah. And you look at like stories about Daniel Ricciardo. I, I've noticed that one because oh. I fucking, I love Daniel Ricciardo, dude. Yeah. Like as much as anyone, but yeah. like just the nonsense stories about that dude, about yeah. nothing. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. I, I see a lot of stories as well, like two or three days, unless it's a breaking headline, I see the news that comes up on the news.com.au website two or three days before on like TikTok or Instagram. Oh, yeah. Uh, or Twitter, well before, which is oh, a totally... Twitter story and then it ends up on fucking um news.com.au like this negative band bad shit thing that's just being hammered and you're just like this doesn't make sense <laughs> yeah that's so behind i saw a tweet during the week from wall street journal and the tweet was mr beast gives up on x because he can't monetize it well enough and it was literally like the same day that Mr. Beast released his first full video on, on Twi X slash Twitter. <laughs> yeah. And he'd released the video and you could see communications with him and Elon Musk. It was like, I'm releasing this video. We'll see how it goes. Elon replied, thanks for releasing it. He reshared it. That happened. And then yeah. in the afternoon, Wall Street Journal tweeted a story saying, Mr. Beast will not share on, on, Instagram, <laughs> on Twitter because there's no money there. It's like, it's just like, it's another fucking world they live in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, because 
they know that the actual masses of people don't use all of those tools. And I mean, I, I have people that still tell me that TikTok is for teenage girls dancing and it's so much not that it was actually, I think last week it was the number one search engine in the world. Um, it overtook Google for a bit. TikTok so, is like, yeah, it's it's insane how much TikTok is also crazy though. Like if you think about incentives, like when you have a platform, it's not just TikTok, it's all the platforms now that are mm. so video friendly. Like when you have a platform that will only uh, only deliver you the content that it knows you will consume, then you have a whole other series of problems. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you have you have this like AI, it's like AI generated, like force feeding people what they, you know, what they deep down want, but don't actually, uh, like working against not wanting, mm. you know what I mean? Hendo did his first TikTok video the other day. Oh, really? I saw it this morning. I was scrolling through and um, I was okay, like... Wait a second. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add this to fucking ads he reacts. Yeah, I've but, already um, seen it. <laughs> well, you can react. We'll, yeah, yeah. we'll both react. He um, he said to me, he goes, oh, so you saw my first TikTok because I liked it, obviously. I, didn't, and, I haven't uh, seen it. Yeah, so he, he's obviously scheduled it in um, with his software. But um, yeah, he said, oh, yeah, I want to go viral like Dan. And I, said, yeah. I said, you won't go viral with an educational piece. TikTok viral is about candid stuff. You got to be about entertainment. Yeah, that's right. And, yeah. Um, there's there's totally a place for the educational stuff, like 100%. But the entertainment side is what goes viral. It's Steve Henderson. What's his Aussie Rockstar Brewer on TikTok? Rockstar Brewer. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, I wrote a book about content marketing in 2015, which is what, almost nine years ago. Yeah. Um, and one of the things, and I got so much wrong. Like I actually read it back, I think last year and started writing a series of posts on all the shit I got wrong. I got so much wrong because in my head at that time, it was all about writing blog posts. And I was like, yeah, I know how to write blog posts. So I could do a lot of content. Yep. I got so many things wrong. But one thing I got right was just the fact that enter- like content needs to be entertaining. And yeah. whether it's a podcast or it's a video or like whatever, even written content or posts or Twitter, like it needs to, it, we've gotten past the point of like, this is such a small percentage of the people who will mm. use platforms like that for educational reasons. Yeah. And the truth is that people, they like the education, but they're used to the entertainment. So you can't educate them if you don't entertain them. Yeah. I mean, I, like, I use it for all sorts of stuff. I've made like, Garlic potatoes and oh, I was say, lamb and cooking on all TikTok sorts of shit. Yeah, it's cooking stuff is amazing. It's so good on there. I love it. But um, there's um, there's a lot of tools that you can use, right? But it's it depends on how you utilize them. And yeah, it's not just TikTok. There's the whole landscape has changed. Like Instagram has changed their algorithm. Meta is trying to change Facebook as well to be a lot more um, showing your content like the way that you expect it to be, rather than how they used to show it. Um, well, they were they were almost the first to do it. Like when they introduced the kind of algorithmically driven timeline, as opposed to the chronological one. I remember it being quite controversial. It was kind of like, no, I want to see what I followed and, and what I want to see. And yeah. it turns out, no, it's bullshit. You don't. You actually want to see what the AI says you want to see. Exactly. And they know well, the numbers. It's the same thing with the numbers. They see the numbers. They know the dodgy shit you want to look at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got I've got two TikTok accounts. Two, maybe three. Um, but I've got one which is like my personal one with all my weird shit, just adsy brews, just it's full of beer and um all sorts of weird cooking crap and stuff. 
Um, yeah. But then my other one, I started for my um, New Year's resolution. It's not a resolution, but I thought um, every year what I'm going to do, instead of having a resolution, I'm just going to teach myself something over the entire year. That I've, This is the Mark Zuckerberg thing. You get that from him or? No, I, I've... Maybe this subliminally, is, I don't know. Subliminally, but, yeah, yeah. This is what yeah, he does. Yeah. He, he chooses like a new uh, hobby each year and like tries yeah. to be good at it. So I've decided I want to learn how to sing. So I've got this. I uh, saw that. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've been, I've been practicing at home. It's hard to do updates on that because there's only so many times I can sit in front of the camera and go la 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 la, do that sort of stuff. Um, but for me personally, like I'm driving around singing in my car, like people must be next to me at the lights going, what the fuck's wrong with that dude? <laughs> why did you want to learn how to, are you like musically driven or why would you pick that? No, because I'm, no, I'm shit at singing, but, and I'm shit at, I can't play an instrument to save my life. Maybe the triangle, that's all I ever used to get given at school, but. Um, Cowbell maybe? Yeah, 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 man. <laughs> yeah, but I used to say, because I played the triangle, I used to tell girls when I was in primary school. I used to tell them, "Yeah, I'm in percussion, which is the drums." That's fair. That's a good. That's a good team. You, yeah. you were doing the news.com way back then. You were, you were ahead of right, mate, yeah. I, was, I was fighting the algorithm as a ranger, mate. You got to do what you can. That's that's fair. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, no, I just thought I don't know. I'll give it a crack because I read a post that um, a vocal coach said, "Oh, anyone, anyone can learn how to sing." You might not be like as good as Adele or whatever, but anyone can actually learn to sing and use your vocal cords. And it's only been like, what is it? It's the 18th today. So it's almost three weeks. I've got all these vocal exercises that I do every single day when I'm driving to work. Wow. How, how do you know? How do you even do them? How do you know to do them? I found them on TikTok. There's a million vocal coaches on TikTok that give all of these excess, like extra um, lessons. And Oh, man. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, okay. Copy invite link. Uh, so my computer just decided it was going to restart. It didn't restart. So I'm pretty sure we can uh, resume the episode. Let me do um, allow participants to start recording local files in case my computer does restart. Re, um, restart, not restore. And one of the shells. We'll join again, and we will have some redundancy in this thing because that this made me extremely nervous. Right, <laughs> dude. <laughs> right, so I think I might have just freaked out unnecessarily. It said it said your computer needs to restart. Yep. And the only option it gave me was restart. Oh. Whereas it's normally like remind yeah, me a you know, restart later or something or yeah yeah. But I, I didn't restart it, but the recording recorded, and now I've got another recording. The other thing I did was I let you record. So if you hit record on yours, you'll have a backup plan. Where do I find that? Just in the in the uh, little icons down the bottom, you oh, should have yep. the record option. And we normally don't even do this. Like normally, like out of like 108 episodes, I think we've I've just recorded every single one, never had a problem. Maybe Maybe one of them we had a problem. Yep. But yeah, yeah, that just freaked me the fuck out. Yeah, I bet. Uh, yeah. I could. I wondered too if the internet here. I'm not sure what if it works. There's a massive storm rolling over here at the moment. There is a storm here too. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, so the singing thing's interesting. I, I um, like my whole life, I've wanted to learn the guitar. And makes. Oh, hang on, you're gonna have to say something about what you're drinking right now. I've just noticed. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, 
it was it was a bit of a break. So yeah, <laughs> the last one. So yeah, yeah. So I had to crack the um, Helios Dionysus, which um, now that I'm drinking it as well, I wish I didn't crack it because oh. it tastes so good, uh, and I wish I still kept it. But then, what am I going to do? I'm going to still drink it. Well, you can't have your cake and eat it too. That's it. No, that's it. Old saying. No, but so, I would only all I would do would be share it with someone. So then I'd actually fair. drink less of it. So now I'm getting to drink all of it. So I should just be exactly. And you're sharing it with the twelve people. That's right. You know, yeah, yeah. Via the internet. Yep. If it holds up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's it's stellar. No, cheers. Well, nice. Right. Let's get a little sneaky photo of that just so we get the um the whole hazy in the mix. Right. Let me get the put the cowboy hat on again. I think it makes the photo better. Right here we go. Right now, I'll get I'll get the bottle in here. Yeah, that's brilliant. Such good content. That's um, right. Look at us go. I think it's yeah. I I think um, music's one of those things. Like I've always wanted to make music and play guitar, and I've known like three chords since I was about twelve years old. Yep. And I've never progressed past that. But it's yeah. still it's still in my head. I'm like still. One day I will make some songs and yeah, but you're doing it, so well, much respect. It's it's um yeah, it's that like because I also I don't mind anyone who knows me knows that I don't mind being the center of attention in any sort of group. Um, and if I've got a microphone and karaoke's on, it's all the more better because people have to listen to you then. <laughs> but um, <laughs> it's, you got um, a good attitude and probably um not you're not shy, which is nice. I just don't get embarrassed. But um, yeah. but my young fella, Cade, he's only seven and I'm trying to, you know, and as a parent, you're trying to do all these things and let them learn all this stuff and see what sticks and what they like to do and, and so that you can help them sort of move into that, yeah. that realm. And he's got, a, he's got a keyboard, he's got a guitar, he's got a record. Wow. He, loves, um, he loves singing and I'm sort of like, well, I'm shit at all of that, but... I'm just thought, oh, maybe I can get some sort of music thing, and I can help him sort of move into that that realm. I don't know. Just so when so wait, when when this cut off, I was asking how do you actually do it in the car? So like, do you get reminders yeah. or do you get an app or? No, there's a. I've got a podcast that I follow um, right. called Simply Singing, and they've got different lessons on there. It's basically a whole bunch of um, just noises. There's a lot of things you can do. So one of the things you can do, you've got to teach yourself the range. And the first thing to do is to hum like the song. So you gotta you gotta pick a song. So it's get your hands off my woman, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, but you gotta you gotta hum it. And then once you get the hums, you're like and once you get those, like you start getting your vocal cords. It's it's a real weird thing, but wow. I recorded a whole bunch of songs like on my TikTok. Um, just to see so that I can go back in a year's time and look at myself and laugh and like a oh, that's cool. dickhead. Um, Whereas members of the 12 now can go to your TikTok and laugh at you now. So that's it. Yeah, a that's exactly video. right. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't mind. Go for it. It's called Singer in a Year. So Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I listen to lots of podcasts about songwriting and it's just, it's like this whole magical, crazy thing. It's the best content. Talk, yeah. Listening to like musicians about how they make music is amazing. There's one on... um. The Song Exploder, which is one of the best ones. Yep. Um, there's another one I started listening to and finished it within like four days uh, interviewing Paul McCartney yep. on some of the songs and how he wrote them. It's yeah, right. fucking mind-blowing shit. Like if you think about that guy who wrote 
like over a thousand songs and songs like that are recognizable to almost every human on earth. Yeah. And not just one, like yeah. song after song after song after song. And it's yep. like, how the fuck does that happen? It's yeah. and getting into that brain is so intriguing. Well, it's like Sia, right? When she started doing mm. a whole bunch of songs for people. Yeah. And the reason that she released her first album was they were all the songs that ever all these singers rejected. Oh so yeah. She just was like, Oh no, they're still good songs. So she released them to prove that you know, that was still a good song. So that happens all the time. The music industry is pretty dodged. Like it's pretty yeah. there's not much transparency. There's so much that the the you know that I'm blue, the the yep. um lady who remade that with David Guetta. Yeah. Um. B. Rex Rexner, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Is. Yep. She so she like sung half of Rihanna's songs and like wrote half of these songs. Yeah. Yeah. Chris Stapleton's the same. Have you have you seen Chris Stapleton, the country yep. country guy? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that yep. dude is the fucking king. And yeah. he he started just writing songs for other people. There's so many people who've yeah. just written. There's one guy, this Max guy, who's written like 300 of the biggest hits of oh, our yeah, entire I know the generation. Guy you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, like some Swedish dude or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah just sits down, just writes bangers, and just yeah. goes, "Hey, Britney, have this one. Hey, fucking Maroon Five, have this one." Yeah, yeah. Crazy. I, I, I couldn't write songs because I don't know instruments and stuff, but I do write poetry. I wrote. I've been writing poetry since I was a kid. Um, so, I, I, well, that's how all the Elton John songs come about. I fancy myself like as he, a lyricist, I guess. But well, um, there you go. Like, like Elton John was like his his guy. He's like, hey, I wrote this down. Hold me closer, tiny dancer. And he's like, hands it to Elton John. Elton's like, oh, it probably goes like this and just makes a fucking song instantly. Yeah, crazy. He's like, giving the words. Crazy. Yeah. Anyway, it's nothing to do with beer and we're getting like, yeah, yeah. extremely off track. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, running a bar in Alaska. You sent me this. I actually didn't copy the um, link you sent me, so, but you know this. Have you got it in front of you by any chance? Yes. All right. Um. Oh, fuck, I did, and now it's gone. But um, Craft Beer Professionals, I think, had Craft a Beer Professionals, it's on. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, yeah, so this dude, this dude in Alaska came on um, and what did he ask? Where is it? i got it here. So it says, Alaska Craft Beer Peeps. Yeah. Has anyone successfully right. held a paint night in their tap room where the artist comes in, does step-by-step painting, and he, he sort of says... Because of our wonky laws, our state has. Is there any law prohibiting? Because he's worried it's not actually a, it's not actually legal to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's um, that's one of the first things I saw was his dude comment, and he said, "I'm sorry, there's a law in Alaska banning entertainment in tap rooms." Yeah, and oh man, and he commented. Um, he said, "Yeah, you're telling me, 36 ounce alcohol beverage limit per person per day." Which is one point two, one point oh two liters. So two pints essentially, two pints, uh, or even less. It's less than two pints. Um, it's about the size of this bottle. We're yep. over the limit already, which is probably fair. Yeah, a five gallon to go limit, um, which is that's a fair bit actually. Um, but you can't no entertainment. That includes TVs, live music, trivia nights, provided board games, cards. And they did that can't move. be true. That just can't be true. <laughs> yeah, I, I, um, we've got some Alaskan viewers who can dead wrong us on this because there's just no oh. way that can be true. And it says we did just move from an 8 p.m. close every night to a 9 p.m. close with a hard close at 9:30, where everyone must be out of the tap room and beer patios by that time, which is pretty similar to our liquor license laws. Unless, well, it, dep- it depends where they are too. Like, I mean, if they're yeah. in a local street somewhere, and yeah, yeah. 
yeah. But um, but looking at some of the comments, like even um, Montana is the same. Sounds like Montana, 40 ounce per person per day, stop serving at 8 p.m. No EB, ABV over 13.9%. But dude, no music or TV. Dude, okay, wait, I'm going to put my hat on for this. <laughs> I've, I've been watching Yellowstone and trust me, those no fucking laws exist in Montana. Okay? <laughs> that is fake fucking news. All right, I'm taking the hat off. Oh, so here is, it gets better. So in Montana, here at least you can buy. Okay, wait, a beer put the hat and, back on. Yep, you can buy a beer and wine license for a hundred thousand to stay open later and serve however much you want, plus guest taps and wine. So okay, that sounds yes, I believe that. Yeah. I hundred percent believe that. Yep. Yeah. But uh, yeah, oh man. But how do you you think how do people stay open and how do they, how does that get policed? Well, to, to give you guys some perspective, when we started Black Ops, that was what 20, 2014 when we twenty fifteen when we started the negotiations for the tap room. They gave us twelve square meters for the tap room. That was the final approval. Yep, twelve square meters. So if you think about what twelve square meters is, that's a bedroom. That's a small yeah. bedroom. That's the entire space we had for the tap room, and the and <clears throat> the only reason we got it was because we had a local councillor who supported us. Yeah, right. The council didn't want a fucking bar of it. No one in the area wanted a bar of it, but a local, there was one particular local councillor who supported us. And the entire time, our biggest fight was allowing people to drink full-size beers. Yep. For like the, the almost the entire time, the rules were going to be, you could only have tasters. You could only have a 150 mil yeah. glass of beer. So like, I mean, that compared to what you just read out, I could go on a, a craft beer professional and say our tap room was 12 square meters. We had to close by 6 p.m. and we could only have 150 mil per person. And that would yeah. be who the fuck is going to go to that place? No. So it's not that much better here. How did you fight that to change it? Like, did they have to change laws for you or did you get a different license? Or We, we, we opened for about six months to a year with that 12 square meters. And to be honest, it was the fucking best time for the whole tap room. It was like a serious vibe. Yeah. And you get 20, 30 people in there and they would all send it pretty quickly and leave and we'd have a lineup and we'd yeah. do quite well as a business. We had a little storage area next to it, which just made perfect sense for people to sit there. And we just did it anyway, even though, you know, we weren't allowed to. Yeah, yeah. Um, And after about a year, we went back to the council and said, like, 12 square metres is fucking ridiculous. We're not... We had noise, we had noise restrictions and everything else. We said, we're not breaking any noise. We're not going outside. Um, we need to have this area for the tap room. It's only an extra 30 square meters or something. And they yeah. gave us that. And to this day, as far as I know, I haven't been there in two years, but as far as I know, that's still all they got. Yeah. It's just that tiny little space. And that was, and to be honest, like that, if we weren't fighting that, it would be fucking hard for any brewery on the Gold Coast to get any approval for fucking anything. Yeah. Because we were the first ones in an area. It wasn't like way out in, yep. in industry. Yeah, because the, um, the right across from there was residential. Hundred percent. Yeah. 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 And so, so I mean, you got to fight it, and then people fought it more than us. Like precinct Scotty, who's you know who I know pretty well, he's one of those guys, and and Granddad Jacks, those guys. Yep. They were people who were just like, we're just going to fucking do it. Yeah. We're going to do it, and we're going to deal with the consequences later. We weren't like that. We were like, by the book. Um. But it, it does take people who are just like, no, that's fucking stupid. And Scotty yeah. would be like, okay, it's not going to happen. I'm going to get a fucking front page story done in the bulletin about how shit this is. 
Yep. Everyone's going to get angry about it. The local council is going to get phone calls and we're just going to do this prolonged fight until we figure this shit out. And people yeah. like that are the only reason why we can have fucking breweries in suburbs. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I know Helios deals with restrictions because they've got their um, residential so close. Yeah. If you're on the Gold Coast, tip for anyone wanting to start a brewery, if you can find an industrial area more than 150 metres away from residential, as a crow flies, so look at it on Google Maps, um, then you're probably in a good spot. If you're yeah. not, it's going to be an absolute, even still, even now, it's going to be a shit fight. Yeah. But it's it's kind of like it's a self-assessable thing. If you're far enough away from residential, it's a self-assessable thing. It's much easier. But yeah. if, can you imagine you started a brewery. Like, we started that. And we're like, all of our money was into it. Yep. We were completely fucked if it didn't work. Yeah. And we're just sitting around. We're sitting around hoping they fucking give us approval. And <laughs> yeah. so many breweries do this. It's so crazy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, I couldn't do that stress at all. Oh, man. Yeah. All right, next news item, Gab's up-and-coming breweries. No, no, we missed Carlsberg. Oh, shit. You sent me this. I didn't even see yeah. this. Yep. So Carlsberg oh. buys a stake in um, McKellar, 20%. I, I, Matty Wolf, um, actually put me onto this. He told me about this one this morning. One of the one of the 12. One of the 12. Um, yeah. So, yeah, he... Actually um, turns up to our meetups, too. Turned up to the, the Adam Beer Brew Day. Well, Hendo did, too, but... Yep, yeah, yeah. Matty Wolf's got a, got a two out of two... Attendance record on time yeah. to both meetups, and Hendo has a one. Any, anything beer related, he can smell it out, and he just rolls yeah, up. Right? Exactly. <laughs> but um, yeah, he sent me this one. I and I actually said when he sent it to me, I actually sent back to him, and I was like, oh, I don't really care because I don't drink a lot of McKellar beers, and it's if it was a hundred percent, it'd be a bigger story, I think. But this day and age in the economy, and everyone's sort of getting bored out and stuff, but twenty um, percent doesn't really seem. Like it's going to change the change the landscape too much. Yeah, I remember when um, Four Pillars sold a chunk of their business to CUB. I think it was, and it was about twenty something percent. And they're like, "Ah, oh, it's not going to change anything. Not going to change anything." Meanwhile, three or four years later, they sold the whole thing, and uh, yeah, you know, they were sort of able to build the brand while being not fully independent. And they kind of yep. realize, okay, no one gives a shit about them not being independent. Might as well yes. buy the whole thing. Yep. Um. But on the flip side, you look at something like Ballistic, who sold, who's you know, who you work effectively work for. Yeah. Um, they sold about that percent of their business. Yep. And I assume in the hope that they'd be supported by the parent company in Mighty Craft. You know. Yeah. You, you kind of when you're a founder of the business, you fucking feel alone. You're like alone on a desert island. You want some financial security. Yeah. I imagine at the time, Dave Kitchen probably saw a bit of financial security in Mighty Craft. Yeah, I guess so. And, um, I mean, I can't speak for him or what was going on back then. I think, um, I think the big spiel would have been from Mighty Craft would have been national ranging and all of that sort of stuff. But yeah, yeah I don't know. It um, this. I mean, I guess, I guess the point I'm making is brewery. like like twenty percent, like you said, it's not control. So, for a big company, you know, they can put their toes in the water. If it works well, they'll probably buy the whole thing. Yep. But if it doesn't work out, they can pull out like it's fucking nothing like Mighty Craft did with Ballistic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think what it is, is it um, it says under the terms of the deal, Carlsberg will distribute McKellar's beers in their home market. So I think it also gives McKellar a bigger footprint yeah. for distribution as well. 
Uh, which, I mean, if that's what you want to chase after, um, that'll get your volume, I guess. So, yeah, they're not really a volume brewery, though, are they? I, I've only had their sort of limited small bat stuff. I don't really know what they sell out. No, well, that's I, I, I sort of didn't think that they were too big, but reading through the article, it still says McKellar still has bars in cities, um, including London, Paris, and Tokyo. The company, yeah, they're said, all bars. I've been to the Tokyo one, they're all, yeah, bars. yeah, they're, just, they're not like breweries. No, I don't but think they have a single brewery. No, so they what are they just a contract? They're brewer? a contract, yeah, yeah, they're, yeah, they're yeah. brew cult, international brew cult. Then yep. they're not their own brewery, they're, they're a contract brand, gypsy, yeah. Oh, more power to them, yeah. I mean, fuck, I hope, I hope founders of breweries do well, that's my hope, and I hope they do well out of it, yeah, yep. Um, all right, Gab's up and coming breweries. You also sent me this one, and I did have this on my list because I remember being at Gab's last year and being at the hiker stand, and that was super cool. I was like, "Holy shit, you guys have got a stand at Gab's!" That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's um. Yeah, I thought it. I, I reckon this is a really good initiative by Gab's as well because yeah. Um, there's a lot of breweries that probably have wanted to go to Gab's for a long time, and then just sort of thought, "Ah, oh, it's just a bit too much." But if you can get into um this and obviously like looking at it um now in its third year attracted 63 applications so yeah wow it's obviously and that's, so and that's people who've never presented at gab right is that the yep. criteria yep yeah yeah i think i don't know if it's never like i think you've been able to have a beer in the container bars but i think oh yeah yeah but never, never been a, at a, you've yeah. never had a facing uh right. at the festival yourself yeah so and it's good too because that, um, as you pointed out, there's twelve breweries. So, oh, that's that's a nice, that's a nice coincidence. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Also, twenty-one applicants, which is twelve backwards. So, let's... oh yeah. Well, that's only for ACT in New South Wales. Oh, sorry. Yes, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, there was sixty-three total. But if yeah. you reverse that, that's thirty-six, and that's three times. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Twelve. I blew my which mind. Holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> Doing some crazy maths All here. Right. <laughs> All right, wait, 2024, that's a, that's a multiple of 12, isn't it? Hang on, let, let me just... Oh, oh, right. oh, oh. Um, <laughs> um, so, 224 Brisbane Gabs will feature New South Wales Common People Brewing. Um, I fucking love that place, dude. That place. I haven't been there, yeah, excellent. but I'm really cool to... I'm uh, really keen to see it. Common People in Bangalore is it's probably my favourite tap room. Yeah, right. Wow. Yeah, it's like the perfect. It's like it's like a shed that has been turned into this just stunning brewery that made the shed feel like, uh, you know, not a shed. Like because they've got like a brick veneer on the outside, like it feels like yeah. a brick old school building. Um, they've got a huge leafy area outside that's really cozy and intimate. They've got delicious pizzas. The beer's really good. They've got this old. They've got copper copper equipment. Yeah, so it's sexy as fuck. They have like a guy who plays a guitar in amongst that equipment, and then like long tables, a stunning bar, a pizza oven, and then a takeaway area. It's like yeah. the perfect. Whoever just fucking designed this tap room slash brewery. Oh, and then they've got a a mezzanine. So it's a huge shed, like it's probably six seven meters high. Yeah, and a mezzanine where you can look up and you can see barrels and like malt. Yeah, wow. And stuff that I mean, I don't even know if they use the shit that's up on the mezzanine, but it's a, it's so. Sexy for something that's in a little industrial estate in Bangalore. Yeah. Whoever designed that place is a fucking genius. And I the think, beer's um, really good. 
I think Joel and I are um, aiming to get there um, early this year for our podcast. We want to go and um, hit uh, hit up a lot of those guys because we want to get down to Charlie and interview him again at his new digs. Um, new, oh, in, in Whoopi. Yeah. Yeah, yep. yeah. Yeah, that place yeah. is really cool too. Yeah, yeah. So, But yeah, common common people have um, come up on our radar heaps of times. But yeah, yeah, I, think, it, I, was, um, I was quite surprised to see Maddock. Um, yeah, that's the cool Queensland too. ones. I actually thought that they'd had a stand before at Gabs. So, yeah, I reckon it'd be you know how expensive. And... It is to have a fucking stand at Gabs. Like, it's not. Yes, like, yes, I do. Don't... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely do. do. Yes, like a small independent family-owned brewery that sells Belgian beers. I imagine not to speak out of turn. I imagine can't fucking afford a stall at Gabs. Oh yeah, so, yeah, yeah. This is oh, awesome. I, I love this for that. Yeah, I do too. I think it's really good. I reckon it's a great initiative. Um, by Gabs to be doing it as well. So I think it's awesome. Nice. All right. Next item, uh, just a quick one. Canberra Craft Beer Festival returns. I'm not from Canberra, but some pretty good yeah, right. breweries there. And Yeah. Well, um, looks like a good event. I, I didn't know about that... Um... You were talking before about the local beer legends thing on the Crafty Pint, and today's one was um, I can't remember the guy's name, but from Cipher, um, Brewing, um, and he's opened up. They're opened up in the city as well, or in the ACT at least. Um, and I was like, oh, that I was. I looked them up online and had a bit of a read. They sound really fucking cool. Um, nice. I'd love to get yeah, down. Canberra's got a really good history of not many breweries, but some like pretty significant ones and. Yeah, a city that has just embraced craft beer more than. Yeah, I mean, I was I, I used to go to Canberra before, well before we started Black Ops, and go to Ben Spoke, and it's like, holy shit, there's like three hundred people in this venue drinking craft beer. <laughs> yeah. This is crazy. Yeah, they love it. Yeah, well, yeah, because I I looked at this Cipher Brewing, and it's it's outside Canberra. It's well outside Canberra, but it's still in ACT, which is super small. So to me, everything is just Canberra when you're there. 100%. Um, but it just it just looks like a really cool place to go. I'd love to go there and drink their beers and um, freeze because it's always fucking cold in Canberra. Not at the moment. My, ki- my kids just went there last week to a farm in Canberra. Hot as complete balls, apparently. Oh, yeah. My, my sister used to live there. Um, and, um, yeah, I went to visit her once. And actually, I didn't. I tell a lie. I went there for work um, and she'd moved away before I even got there. So. Oh, <laughs> That story took a really sad yeah, and dramatic I, turn. I know that I, I was there. No, I was there and I was talking to her. <laughs> yeah, but, oh, um, I, that's why I never I, caught I, up I with I used her. to go to Canberra all the time because my girlfriend lived there and then we broke up. Yeah, right. Sorry, no, I was just doing the thing where you tell a story about Canberra and it's depressing <laughs> at the end. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, oh, anyway. God. All right. Now, we've got to do ads and reacts, but I'm, I'm, let me just do um, this. This um, storm is fucking smashing us right now but yeah i can i can hear it outside as well it's going pretty hard eh? all right all right do you so do you know uh, wait can i let you share screen hang on security i think you can do it do you have a, a little share screen yes button? uh no it says oh, wait, here, we go, disabled. Here, we go. here we go now you should have it so you need to bring up the google doc share your screen and do the ads he reacts that you have to click the link on the google doc right. yeah here right. we go there we go yep and then one? when you click it, there's an option to share sound. Yep. Now here's the thing: if you if you say yes, we might get cancelled, which I'm fine with. But Hendo doesn't like it. 
Yep. If you say no, it'll to... be boring because we won't hear the audience. Do I need to have us here on the page so that we can? Yes, we need to. Yeah, no, yeah. You got to leave us here. All right. But I think, wait, wait, you've already shared. Did you do audio? Oh, shit. I don't think you did audio. No, hang on. No, you got to go back. You got to go back. How do you move this shit? Oh, there we go. All when right. you when you share, are oh, you still sharing? You got to stop sharing. Yeah, yeah, got it. Yeah, when you share, there's a bottom uh, down the bottom left. There's like a checkbox to share audio as well. Right. Okay. Oh, okay. Yep. If you do that, we're gonna get cancelled, which I'm cool with. Yeah, yeah. I'll hang on. I'll share. I've got us there, so we're reacting. So did you get the audio? Did you get the audio, Tim? Yeah, I did hit the audio. Yep. All right, there we go. Let's do it. All right, let's see how we go. A copyright strike from TikTok. Now I'm just seeing your screen at Windows, and it's weird. You didn't share your screen. I'm just seeing Windows. Oh uh, no, I did. No, dude, no. Okay. <laughs> Let's try this for the third time. Third All time. Right. You gotta you gotta choose. I don't know a certain window, Chrome window, maybe. I don't. Know. Oh, I don't know, okay. Windows. It's weird. Yep. No, I've worked it out now. I've got you. Don't okay. worry. I'm not editing this, by the way. It's like simply too hard. It's all right. Yeah. Okay. How's this now? Here we go. Now we're good. Now we're good. Is there audio? Right. Yep. So it's a okay, 1,000 degrees Celsius fireball versus popcorn. It looks like oil and popcorn in a wine glass. <laughs> the ball bearing dropped in the popcorn. I kind of thought I'm. I kind of thought it would make popcorn a lot quicker than that. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> I'm almost surprised that it didn't um, break the wine glass, though. I'm very surprised. That's actually working. It's like when those uh, remember those old videos where they had the um, the four phones on the table and the popcorn kernel. Yeah. And you think it's bullshit? And... Yeah, yeah, it's one hundred percent bullshit. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> but that's not bullshit. That's fucking working. Oh, you think this is not bullshit? This isn't bullshit. No, this is one hundred percent correct. But how? Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure how they heat up that fucking ball bearing, but um, it's made the popcorn. You can see it's not I bullshit because it's burning. Put because it, the put it in my living room for two hours in the afternoon. Be ready if to the go. um. I'm going to get a bit scientific here, but if the um, if the glass was a little bit more uh, outward shape, like maybe you do that in a martini glass, and the popcorn would have somewhere to spill out, I think it's getting caught. Anyway, that's just me. Um, I know when because have you like you're on TikTok a lot? Like, it sounds like a lot more than me. There's like this style of video. So like with TikTok and all the video platforms, if you like show interest in one particular theme of video it will just drag you down this like deep dungeon of bullshit content yeah and Kendrick, like... the way to beat the algorithm or not beat the algorithm is to make it work for you because if you really like content you swipe and you look at their profile and you look at a couple of their other videos and if you really yeah. want to see their content you you like them and you follow them but if you if right you but who could be fuck doing that like i i get i get i do it all buried time. in these videos where it's like Shit like this, where it's just completely made up. It's like if you do this, this will happen. Like some home hack or something that's completely made up, and it's CGI. 
They're all the saying the whole feed is like all this shit. That are, um, that are like two parts or it just says part one. If it says part one oh, yeah. and you're telling me how to do shit, I never watch them because they yeah, never ever tell you how to do shit. Even never. The and, but then I go to the comments. Frustrating. Then I go to the yeah. comments and then, it, then the algorithm learns I'm a stupid cunt and just goes to the comments. Yeah. There's a TikTok account that does all of those things. Um, He'll just like go, instead of doing this, watch this. And it, he just says, at the end, this is what happens. And you, learn, you don't have to watch all the all the parts. That's what my feed looks like. I like those videos, though. Like, there's some seriously satisfying shit you can watch. It takes a long time. You're like, man, I really want to see the end of this. Oh, yeah. Yep. And every now and again, you get on there and there's like a short scene from like The Martian or something. And you end up like, oh, yeah, fuck yeah, I want to watch The Martian again. 100%. <laughs> the cook, the cooking thing is the worst. Like, I, like the amount of cooking shit I send Aaron, I'm like, we have to make this immediately. Oh yeah, yeah. Ninety percent of my TikTok is cooking, like crunchy parmesan and garlic potato. Yeah, just all these potatoes. So many potatoes. <laughs> yeah. I eat so many potatoes now. Have you seen the butter guy? Oh, probably. I don't know. The guy, he make he's got like thirty, forty different types of butters, and he just tells you how to make different butters so you can make strawberry butter and vanilla butter and all these different things and then he tells you what you put them on and when you oh. have it it's oh it's incredible tag me in him i i, I have not seen him but i think yeah right tag me in it. Okay. uh instagram all right <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> how, how fucking funny was the old mate <laughs> saying that. you have to read this out okay we got an okay. audio, audio first audience all right is it this isn't a, a thing hey this is okay so it says skipper blames hard solo stuff up for boozy new year's eve bungle <laughs> so so what the deal was i read this the other day the guy was driving Did you actually like, read the story yeah there's an I article i know no, there's an article on it i think okay. um Yesterday, I think I read it or something, but um, okay. he, I think it was New Year's Eve. Yeah, yeah, New Year's Eve cruise with 120 people on board. So he was thinking that he's tried to make the claim that he was drinking solo <laughs> while he's driving. And he's gone, oh, no, I didn't know, realised that it was hard solo. I've, oh, my God. I mean, you, you've drunken more hard solo than me. Um, Dude, I've drunken more hard solo than anyone. I yeah, like does it, it taste like solo? Sure does. Yeah. It sure right. does. <laughs> I mean, you're almost on the side of him. Just so I know, Look yeah. at the photo, though. Come on. <laughs> oh, no, he knew exactly what he was drinking. He's got on the speed dealer sunnies on. Come on. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, dear. Um, craft beer professionals. Oh, no, that's the Alaska Oh, that one. was it. That was it. That was the Alaska yeah. thing. Okay. Yeah, okay, now get out of that. Oh, wait, no, TikTok? Okay. Yeah, there's one more TikTok. One, one more TikTok, all right. Is this the one that I tagged you and Hendo in with the Willow Moped? Oh, no, it's Hendo's. I've just released a brand new... Oh, yes, that's where I actually... Hey, Hendo's first, first TikTok, TikTok. video you're doing today... Wait, let's pause that. Pause it for a second. Hang on a second. Class. Let's first look at his profile. Oh, my God, my beer just turned hazy. I think I'm going to have to move on to the next beer. So he's got 29 followers and one like, which means that he's liked one video. 219 people have watched this. Well, look, look, at his, anyway. look at his followers. Is it just you and me? Uh, no. He's not following anyone. So Aussie Beer Voyage, The Beer's Corner. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of people. Brew Baron. Okay. 
Yeah, there's a whole heap of people on there. I'm not following Fortitude. Oh, wait, Cook with Darren is... Yeah, I, I followed him with a whole bunch of stuff. Oh, there you go, how, Cook with that's Darren. That's my cooking account. How am, I, how am I following him? Oh, because we followed him before he put a video up. Yeah. And there's you and me. Yep. And Jet is one of the 12. It's all just, it's all yeah, just yeah. 12, isn't it? Yeah, this is our ABV account. Why I should... you're, you're welcome for the support, Hendo. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I've just released a brand new and you know the good thing with Hendo when he's talking? These are the things you can do. You can just pause and slide it and you can do shit like this and just look at him. He looks like he's blazed out of his mind. Which, <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean it's, I love I I would love to have an app called Pause Game. And it's just finding funny facial features of people. Um, yeah, nice. Like here's one here, like, like that one. Uh. <laughs> he's doing the he's doing the Elon Musk. Yeah, yeah. Yourself <laughs> with, the, with the little fingers. Right. Oh, here good. you go. I like long walks <laughs> on the beach. <laughs> okay, I love you. Let's Hendo. let's play and watch this video. Come on, let's play it in full. Oh, okay. Yep. Right. You would actually play it. All right, here we go. And we'll give him feedback live on air. I've just released a brand new and free crash course on the nine things that your brewery needs to be doing today in order to make amazing, world-class and consistent beer. So if that sounds like something you want to know more about, and if you want to check out this 30-minute course, yeah. leave the comment you crash course that below. If that's something that's your wheelhouse and you want to do, um, because... Someone like Hendo, who's actually set up that course and done it, he would have he would have set that up and got that all ready and perfect. It'll make your beer taste amazing. He's an incredible beer brewing legend. And I think that content is a complete and utter fail. You're being way too nice. Complete fail. Oh did you, no, no, did I said you... to him I said to him already today, I was like, Oh, that's great for educational stuff, but you're not gonna go viral with that. You need Candid not, stuff, but even not viral. It's not. It's not. It's not content that anyone on that platform wants. Like, no. okay, he wants. He wants to go viral. That's what he says. That's selling shit. That's like. That's like I'm a person that's trying to sell you something, which is the exact opposite of what works on a video social social media channel like TikTok. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Do you, do you ever read the or not read, but like like the old Gary V thing, the jab, 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 right hook? There. Even that like basic yes. idea of like yeah, yeah. add a little bit of value, three or four, five, six, seven bits of value, and then ask for something. Like that's like the most basic level of social media. You can't go into social media in your first post and be like ask because that post is asking for something. Yes. Yeah. It's literally like I don't think Upgrade. it was. A, I don't I think that was supposed to be the first post it. that he wanted to put out. But with TikTok, it actually doesn't matter. You can put anything up at any time. No, uh, that's true. That's true. But but, but that post is not. That's the post you do when you have fifty thousand followers. And you think, hey, some of my followers might actually want to go to the next level and become customers yeah, of my yeah. business. Yep. But like to get to the level where you do a post like that, you need to do a shitload of content that's going to be engaging to people. Yeah, which is fucking hard because not everyone is into I reckon he'll he'll start he'll work that out. But it, the thing is, is uh, and this is what's weird to me, right? He doesn't want to have TikTok on his phone, but he's quite happy to have Google and Facebook. And if he put his name and email and phone number into one of those, you know, where you can go see what see what the systems know about me, it would already yeah. 
be already oh. spread everywhere and everything. Like, yes, I don't know what he thinks TikTok's going to do that's any worse than anything else he's done. So. Yeah, but from a content point of view, like I think because I know he's doing like the Taki More thing, which is like yes. this kind of internet marketing sort of angle where it's like, you know, everything is about sales. Yep. But I like I really wonder, and fucking, I, I'm the first to admit these days I'm I'm out of my depth when it comes to social media. I'm no longer a fucking expert in content. I'm 100% able to admit that. But I think these guys also don't know what they don't know. Like, it's not all about sales. Like, the guys who are doing really well with social media now, they're fucking entertainers. They're entertainers. They're they're funny. um, There's someone that I follow on TikTok called Jules, and she does. she's a social media um, manager for a lot of celebrities in LA, and she does a lot of self-help um, like things that you should be doing every day and not just on TikTok, on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. And she says stuff every day and she tells you, she'll come on and she'll like, go, oh, you should do this and post a story. And when you've done it, tag me in it so that I can go and check and make sure that you've done it to make, make you think, holy shit, mm. someone's looking at me doing my homework sort of thing. Right. Um, and it's really cool from that perspective as well. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'd... I think it's just the goalposts are changing so fast and how people consume media is just up and 100%. Down. And the fucking young people are taking over, dude. I'll be the first to admit, like, I'm not... The, the young people know how to fucking do this shit. Like, they, I follow these accounts. Like, I follow this Adam Sullivan guy. And he yep. is this young fucking ripped dude. He does, like, weight loss shit. All of his content is just stupid, playful, fun, crass. Yep content and people eat it up yeah and it's, it's building this amazing business that's that's just what it's a whole new world and it's like old people, old people like you and me or like people like who come from the sales side of things who are like you need to do a video that is like selling what you do it's just yeah. it's a fucking old person thing to do it's just not working anymore so i don't i don't i don't i'm not a youtube person like obviously our podcast is on youtube and I'm on YouTube heaps of places because of it, but I don't watch YouTube. The only things that I watch on YouTube is my, our episodes when I'm writing the blog posts that I can remember what I've what I've said and asked. And I don't sit on YouTube and watch videos and things like that. Like I, it just annoys the shit out of me. Um, right, but YouTube is like if you did want to be educated in something, that's probably a place you would go, right? Like if you want to learn something. No, I use TikTok, man. Really? So you? Yeah. It's it's everything I want to do is on TikTok. I'm learning how to sing on TikTok. I follow about 27 vocal coaches who all have these free vocal exercises in their TikTok videos. And that's that's all I need to do and worry about. You've just given up your, you basically handed over the direction of your education to an algorithm. You have more faith in the algorithm than your own. Yeah. Because, yeah. Because they're real people and every single day there's new content, there's new stuff that I can learn and yeah and follow and and you know what? They're interactive too. They follow me back. Mm. They comment back on like when I comment on their videos and go, oh, this is a great tip, thank you. And they'll go, Okay, you keep at it and blah 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 and try this and Yeah, yeah they've done a pretty good go. job with spam. Like YouTube is a complete disaster with, with comments. No one's yeah. no one's interacting via comments on YouTube. No. My, but it's funny though, because Cade, my son, he said to me, and he goes, today actually, he said, Dad, who's your favorite YouTuber? And I'm like, me? And, and he goes, 
well, I can't watch you because you said that I can't watch you. And, and I said, well, no, you can't because I've marked your content not not suitable for children. Yeah. Um, so that's what all our content is. But And he goes, well, I can't watch you on YouTube. And I well, that's probably for a good thing, mate. But, um, but, but yeah. He- YouTube has become this, I mean, fuck, even TikTok, but even like the, like if you look like a Mr. Beast video, the production and the work and the effort oh. and everything that goes into that, it's so crazy. It's yeah. so crazy what that's become. Yep. He spends like ten million for a video. It's a fucking wild world, man. No, I'm I'm here for it. I think it's yeah. great. I think it's all the creative people are getting rewarded now. Like people yep. who are like this dude I'm thinking about, like he's a he's probably in another lifetime, he's probably just your average local personal trainer, but he happens to be charismatic and funny. Yep. He's gonna be a fucking multi, multi millionaire because he, he just happens to be able to create this great content got the right people around him the platform yeah. the timing everything is right and you're entertaining people and you're educating at the same time like yeah, i learned from i learned the shit and i like what you time. need though you need time if you want to be a content creator you need to have time like you can't be one mm. of these people um like you or i who is working all day and has a family at home and still has to live their life and it depends like, on the business though like, the, like oh, i think we don't realize how like some businesses are way easier than others. Yeah. Like, like online business. I, I never even knew this. Like my last business before a brewery was an online business. Yeah. It's 100% recurring. We were turning over a million dollars a year. Um, I didn't have any active role in the business other than like writing blog posts. Like that was like I'd given up active management of the business. My mate was managing it. We had a team of 30 developers in different parts of the world managing customers. Expenses were about about probably half probably half a million dollars a year. Yep. And the rest was profit. Yeah, right. And we end up selling it. Yep. But I mean, the, the, even just the thought of that now, after spending eight years in the beer industry and now in the coffee yeah. industry, the thought of having a business where I didn't have to work and it ran itself, and I could just get paid a quarter million dollars a year. Yeah. It seems fucking foreign to me now. Yeah. But these these businesses exist. Like if you've got an online business and, you know, you, it's a recurring thing or it's an, it's an info product business, like some of these guys, they're selling weight loss programs and shit like that yeah. or apps, like recurring, repeating revenue. And all they really need to do is do content to keep the front end of the funnel fueled. Yep. They've got nothing but time. Yeah. It's a fucking good, it's a fucking good gig. Uh, wish I could do it. <laughs> I wish you could go back in time and not sell it. It's a fucking good business. Oh uh, yeah, so, yeah. All right. Um, let's do twelve questions. Right. So we had well, we have one question, and then we have the link, which we don't look at until the show. the The first question was from Bill Sharp. Hold, hold up, before we go any further. Yep, it's happening. Is this Boston the Brewer episode one hundred eight? It's one hundred eight because that's a factor of twelve, motherfuckers. Oh shit. That's oh, not actually. That's... Oh God, is it actually? That is. Oh no, I didn't even realize that. I'd normally notice this shit. I'm pretty sure that I was on for oh, shit. a factor of twelve as well. Wow. Okay. Shit. Good call. Don't worry, guys. As one of the twelve, I'm here for you all. We are welcome. <laughs> That's amazing. Normally, it's me pointing that out. So, <laughs> yeah, well yeah. done on doing that. 
Well, what are you drinking? What did you change to? Well, I swapped it out for a little hazy number because nice. I got one le- one more beer in there, and yeah. that was getting hazy. So I thought I might as well drink a hazy. Yeah, no- normally I'm the one like, Hendo, we should celebrate. And he's like, nah, it's not a factor yeah. of 12. I'm like, dude, we've done 108 fucking episodes. Yeah, Let's yeah. have like a celebration. 144 needs to be a celebration. 12 12s. He suggested that. I think that makes sense. We can do yeah. 144. He suggested that because he keeps missing the freaking. Exactly. <laughs> as soon as 144 comes around, you're like, let's do 288. Like, fuck's sake, Hendo. Yeah. Right. So Phil Sharp posted in the group, what happened with the Pickle Monkey crowdfund? Um, this is before we get to the link on the 12 questions. Yep. So Pickle, so if you've been listening to the podcast, Pickle Monkey did a crowdfunding around Christmas. Um, they did it on on market. Yep. Which is a different platform than most breweries have funded on. During the campaign, you couldn't see how much they'd raised. We talked about it on the podcast a few times. I actually messaged the people on on market and asked how their platform works because like the industry has become accustomed to this kind of, you know, the virtual approach to crowdfunding, which is, you know, generate the hype, get people in. Yeah. Yeah. The old school crowdfunding thing where it's like, it's going to run out. We want to hit a certain target, all that kind of stuff. And they brought that to investing on markets, like an old school investing platform. So none of that is there. And she, she responded to me saying, you don't have to share the progress unless you want to. So, so the person putting in the raise, chooses whether to share progress it ended i don't know before today today or yep. yesterday yeah um and you still can't see how much they raised which is a foreign concept mm. to anyone it, in the bureau industry, a, but... um there is a comment from an hour ago um from lee what from wildlife um it says word on the street is that they did hit their minimum via the closed offer only so maybe more to that's come. true yeah yes um but this it, it's interesting to me because raising money always used to be like this. It always used to be like behind closed doors, secretive. You never really knew what was happening. You had to be in the group. And it's it's topical now because Australia is actually raising the net worth limit to be an investor in, in a company. Yeah. And so it's like investing has always been a thing for rich people. And they're increasing yeah. the Labor government now is increasing it. So it's a thing for even richer people. Yeah. So yeah. they can't invest. And so to me, crowdfunding was an, an idea where it was like, okay, people for smaller amounts could invest smaller amounts of money who do not meet the sophisticated investor thing because they don't have a net worth of fucking $10 million. Yep. Um, so on market are more of an old school platform where it's more the old school way, which is you raise around. People don't see what's happening. It's just yeah. you put the offer out there. If they accept it, they accept it. And the deal is the deal. Yep. And um, so this race is very much like how every other race happened in the industry, in every industry yeah. forever until equity crowdfunding was a thing. Yep. Um, and you have to make your own mind up about what happened. And and I think, I think what happened is they raised their minimum, which, which you said. Yep. Word on the street. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they didn't do the whole hype thing. And I don't know, is that a good thing or is that a bad thing? I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I think if they if that's how they want to run it, then that's cool. I think it's good that they get to do it that way. So who knows? It's super interesting because the whole crowdfunding world, all of this is colliding at the same time. Like the sophisticated investor thing, all the startup 
rich investor types are angry about the sophisticated investor limit going up. Yep. Which I am too, because it seems stupid. Because I, from experience, I know from a very limited experience that if you're rich, it doesn't make you smarter, it doesn't make you more sophisticated. No. I'm fucking very, very confident about that. Yeah. Very confident. It makes you older, probably stupider. Yeah. Um, and so there needs to be, but on the crowdfunding side, like what we saw with the filter raise, which we talked about in this pod, is like people don't understand basic numbers. If they're investing in that business at that valuation, they don't understand what they're getting themselves into. Yep. Yeah. So there needs to be some balance. I think a, a test for both situations would make a lot of sense, like a proper test, like yeah. a forklift fucking test. Yeah, where yeah. you have to you have to learn, you have to practice, you have to be approved to do it, and then then you're good to go. Yeah. Unless it's a really small amount, I think with with equity crowdfunding, I think it's cool. The perks, like up to five hundred bucks, that's all fine. But um, mm. there's a real, there's a, I feel like these th- two things are coming together because yeah. no no one thinks someone with a net worth of ten million dollars or five million or whatever is should be the only people who could invest in companies, mm. but also. Everyone wants to protect people who, you know, don't understand a P&L on a balance sheet. Yeah. We're going to invest in a brewery that, you know, it doesn't have good financials. Yeah, it was, it was interesting on um, Brews News this week. They were talking to, um, Maddie was talking to um, the guys from Brews, uh, from Your Mates, and the average fundraise for the Your Mates, even though it was done within an hour, um, the average fundraiser added two and a half thousand or something dollars but there was quite a few people they got up to two and a half million within an hour was the median or the average that was the average average is meaningless yeah well average is meaningless because you got they like, said a average. Bunch of people that... who knows right yeah yeah, yeah it was the same with ours like yeah we did two million dollars in a day and it was yep. a record and it was like everyone's investing two thousand and that's great but um. Yeah, I, it was different then, dude. It was different then. I don't know. Yeah. Look at 2021 when you went out to the market with faith and honesty, and you know said, "This is our numbers. This is what we think is going to happen. This is where we think things are going." Mm. And people invested that, and then you see what's happened since. And it's just like, I really worry about who's doing crowdfunding now. Like you look at the filter one; it's like those numbers are in complete contrast to the real world. Yeah, and what's the next one going to be like? I don't know. Yeah. Kind of scares me. Yep. Mm. Anyway, let's get to these twelve questions. Cool. All right, we have seven. It's not too bad. I think yeah. we have zero. Right, Tom Northwood. Where's Tom working these days? Can you tell me why his profile? Probably not. Right. <laughs> Is Dan pumped for the new season of Mass? Oh, 100%. I think it starts on Monday. What's <laughs> the Yeah. I have no Completely interest pumped. in Mass at all. Oh, dude, get get on board. That's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. No, 100%. 100% starts Monday. I'm I'm so down. All right, Adam Shell. Wait, is this you? Who the fuck is this? I know. That's the other one. That's, Not me. Oh, the, the, other other one. One. the other one's in the group? Yeah, yeah. There's four of us in the group. Fuck's sake. Is the other one that... Okay, is the other one the one that used to be in the home group, homebrew club on the Gold Coast? No, no, that was um, 
That's a different Adam. Uh, so different surname. Snell, maybe. Yeah, I don't know, but it's not Shell. Okay, fine. Yeah, uh, whatever. All right. H- question: If Hendo could grow hair at the top of his noggin, would hairstyle? Uh, what hairstyle would you most like to see him rock? <laughs> wow. Okay, let me think about this. I would probably okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna go the Millie Vanilli type situation. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Plats plaids all the way down long. No blackface. Yeah. We don't do that. No, but no. just the Hendo face and the full Millie Vanilli. I'd like to see like the um full mohawk, like the foot high mohawk. Yeah. I reckon that'd be or something similar to like what Paulie Shaw rocked in Encino Man. Nice. I think the, be- the Hendo photos of him back in the day is a, bo- a boogie boarder in fucking Surfing Life magazine or whatever are pretty legit. Yeah. You check that out if you haven't seen it. Adam I've only known Shell. him out here. Oh, so, uh Norman Blyton says Flacco, a.k.a. Paul Livingston. <laughs> and Andrew, Andrew Lang says the skullet. Oh, the skullet would be tough. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. That would yeah. be tough. He'd look tough with his bike helmet on. He could do the the um, you know the the uh, Travis guy from from Traveler, that guy. Oh yeah, yeah. From Vikings, he had like the bald thing with the, like the hair tufted at the front. <laughs> yeah, and they could pull that off. He could pull that off for sure. That's <laughs> sick. Right, Luigi. Question: Why Gene sacked Gunter? Why I don't believe what they said. You didn't oh. have one. I think um uh, I think that needed a change. And um as much as an awesome personality as Gene as Gunther is, um I think that I think that they need to spend a lot more money. They need to spend a lot more money to get their car up to scratch because yeah, it's pretty I was really excited when they joined the Formula One paddock, but they haven't shown any promise at all. And... You know what I thought when they joined the Formula One paddock? I thought these motherfuckers from America have no fucking idea how much they're going to get creamed by these Europeans. Oh yeah, yeah, it's Dude. a totally different, different style totally of racing from what they use. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, Gene's uh, obviously got the money, but yeah, Gunther was a great personality and he was obviously good at running the team. But um, yeah, I mean, who knows? The new guy is from a development side, so be interesting to see if that makes a difference because that's that'll be similar to um old mate from red bull who's come through and he knows he knows the technical side as well but i'm sure so does gunther but christian horner do you mean who are you talking yeah, about yeah yeah christian Tell horner me. yeah oh, christian horner, yeah well he's but an I mean, racer gunther's been there since the start um almost 10 years and Haas have always come in shit. Like it hasn't been a steady climb up of improvement. And that's no, it's getting of... worse. It's gotten worse. And that's yeah. that's the thing. I mean, if I was to ask the question, I would say whoever is the director or the investors in this company, they're fucking smart because yeah. they will ignore all of the other bullshit. Yep. And they will say, Well, what are the results? Yeah, there's there's and certain cases. At the end of the day, you have to be accountable for the result. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And it sucks. It's like a yeah. footy team. It's like, you know, it sucks. I was, like, I was just going to say, there's winning. coaches that get sacked all the time, like yep. halfway through seasons and shit, like after six yep. games, like, 
you're not performing, you're out. Like we can't afford to have you yeah. for the whole season. It's not like a oh we'll we'll ride the season out on the back of you. No, it's like cutthroat. No, you're out. Fuck off. That's the job. Yeah. All right, Andrew Lane. Question: Is Hando on a work trip or is he chasing tail around the world? Wow, I wasn't expecting that question. Oof. Definitely a work trip. Work trip. Yep, he's opened a brewery over in Toronto. Apparently, that's true. Yeah, that was quick. Wasn't it? <laughs> he did it quick. <laughs> Andrew Lang again. Jesus Christ, it's, a, it's, a, it's an Andrew Langathon. Question: Can we get wait? Can we get guest Michael from F Four to come back on follow up episode? Michael, is this um wait okay? I don't know. We're on one hundred eight. Episode four. That's, that's four not a multiple fucking twelve. Oof. Uh, all right, we're gonna we're gonna do this live right now. I'm gonna look in the website. Let me see. It's not the VA guy. No, that wasn't Michael. Was it? No. I don't, I don't know. I think more guests is generally a good idea. Although I did ask Mazin if we want to come on tonight, and he prefers to get angry behind the scenes and not actually come on the podcast, which is fine. I'll probably listen to this, then ring me and abuse me, which is great. Yeah. But also, Mazin, come on the pod. I've never, I've never, Mazin. I, I know that he was up um, last year for Gabs, and I was going to come and hang out with you and Hendo and and meet him just to say good day, and I didn't because I'd had too many beers already. Um, not that I think that would have mattered with current company of all you guys. No, would have been fine. Um, yeah. I, I'm looking up our our first episode. Mazin was episode three. Evan Craney was episode four. Evan. So, yeah, okay. There's no Michael. No Michael. No, no Michael. Um, so just goes down as either a shit question or I've screwed it up and it's bad research. <laughs> but no Michael. idea, mate. Now I'm fucking intrigued. But David Jackson early on. This is going back a fair way. I'm going to search for the word Michael, just in case. <laughs> you're now you're going to try and find it. It's going to annoy you until you can work it out. Oh, it's annoying the shit out of me. Well, I, I tried my best. There's no Michael. No? There's no Michael. We've never had a Michael on the show, as far as I can tell. I think he's fucking with us. That's a good... That's a good Troll with the ears. That's pretty good. Throw it out there. <laughs> oh, motherfucker. That's good. Oh, shit. I appreciate it. That's a shit post. That's a shit post. <laughs> That's what we're about. Appreciate That's how you shit up, post, people. Turn up to Hiker Brewing on the. What date is it? You can't say the date, can you? Is it on the actual date? Yeah, you, you can. Say, it's the, the 27th. Oh, Saturday. It's not on the date. You can't say okay. Saturday, 27th. Uh, it's the day after Australia Day. It's um to say Australia Day? countdown. Yeah, because it's the day after. I'm not saying Australia Day. It's okay. on. Um, but yeah, Gab's hottest 100 countdown from 11. Phil and Dan, Phil or well, Dan might not be there. Well, Dan probably will be there drinking, but Phil will Different be there. Dan. Yeah, Dan's will Dan be Dan with a heart shape. Heart shape. Will, there will be a beats. Dan. I'm yeah. gonna, I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna make a custom T-shirt for the day too, an Adam Beer T-shirt. How? I've got a. I got a vinyl cutter and a heat press, so I'll just make my own shirt for the day. Just for you. Yeah. Do you want one? It's, what size are you? Selfie? Dude, I'm jacked to the gills. What do you mean? 
Well, I'm an XL. Medium. 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 <laughs> 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 I'll take the shirt. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'll do up a shirt. Love it. All right. Cheers, ladies. Thanks for filling in. Yeah, yeah. Not a worry. Looking forward to catching up on the uh, 27th. Yes. Yeah, it'll be a great day. Will be. All right. Cheers, <laughs> mate. Love you, work. Cheers, mate.